Welcome to the Outdoor Panel Podcast, where we talk about chasing critters, catching fish, of course, hunting and fishing stories, and a lot of BS. There's like a beast. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's a nice eye. Yeah. That was a fast one. Holy cow. Welcome to this week's episode of the Outdoor Panel. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about some weird shit. Just some of the weirdest stuff that we found or seen in the outdoors, whether it's on the water or in the woods. Let's get into this week's episode and, uh, yeah. Let's get this weird party started. About talking about weird stuff that we found. Um, I guess... Me and Bug can kind of combo, I think, the weirdest thing that we've ever found in the woods. So, Zeb, Bud and I did a a Northwoods bull hunt a couple years ago, and we were hunting this marsh, and we actually had a pretty good hunt in the marsh. We ended up having a a good encounter with a good Northwoods buck, and uh, we were actually coming out of the marsh. We noticed a couple bait piles as we were exiting the marsh, and we followed the bait bait uh the guy with the bait bucket he had a pretty heavy trail and uh we were exiting on this trail and we found about a hundred uh, like 150 pampers on the ground it's one of the most disgusting sights i've ever seen like i don't know what they put in diapers but it was the grossest thing i've ever seen and did oh. you want to add any more to that, Bud, at this point? The only thing I can say is all I thought, like, when we were walking up, like, I thought, who who dumped so many cabbages right here <laughs> in the ditch? <laughs> that's what I thought. The, gel- the, gel- the gelatin and the colors from the diaper, they all blended together. Like, I thought it was, like, head- little tiny heads of cabbages. And like being that far in the north woods, I'm like, this is in cabbage country. And then we like proceeded closer, and I'm like, I got closer, and being a, a new father, I'm like, oh wait, look at that, it's Barney. <laughs> yep, yep, them are Pampers. Were they, were they in the woods or in on the roadside ditch? That that was like, the weird part of it. Zeb was. These diapers they, were like 200 yards off the road. So it, it wasn't like a main road. It was like, you know, like your northern Wisconsin, you have your main road and then you have like your two track logging road that goes off. Yep. They were they were like on a two track logging road. So they they were still like right on a road. It's not like a guy hauled them into the woods. So like obviously he could drive down the two track logging road and and then they dumped him. So I've got two theories on that. Were they used diapers first? One hundred percent used. They were the the one hundred percent like you got the dad wrap with the uh, you take the diaper off and then you fold the the front side down and then you take the straps back down and clip them back in to just encapsulate the the stank or the wetness. Oh, yeah. 
So I've got, and you guys said that the, uh, the bait piles and the trail is pretty worn down that you were coming out on. Yeah. 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 So I got two theories here. The first one is. Some we have very, very young baited hunters, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> they're still in diapers. Exactly. They were trying to like put out a trap for probably killing wolves or something. With diapers? Well, if you know how diapers got that absorbent stuff in them. I know like sponges and stuff like that will actually like um, kill. Like I, I heard old school rumors back in the day where people would throw like grease soaked sponges and stuff out and they'd kill dogs or kill wolves because they'd eat them and they wouldn't be able to pass them. They'd get a blockage. Oh, okay. Now I'm following you. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So that's one of my theories. As soon as you said that, it's like diapers got all that absorbent stuff, even though they're used. So that's like my. Yeah, that that gelatin. I mean, I guess the way that they were folded up. Like makes me feel like they were used. It's not like they literally went to Walmart, bought a pack of Pampers and just threw them out. Like these are straight up like they were rolled up in a ball. Like any dad, any parent out there. They they know what you're I'm I'm talking about. Yep. It's not like coming out of the package where they're nice and flat. They they were rolled up in a ball. So the most logical theory I have on that, which I've seen it happen multiple times, is for bear bait. Now I haven't and there one hundred percent there are a lot of because on that same road we we ended up, we ran into a lot of, uh, they're not, they're bear baits, but they're, uh, they're, they're hound, houndsmen. Right. They exactly. keep their, they keep their, they, they keep their baits closer to the road because they want to cut the track. Yep. Yeah. And I've ran dogs with quite a few people up north, like on the other side of the state where it's the same thing. But uh, I've seen it, like when I say I've seen people use it as bear bait, that's not what I mean. I, I've seen bears eat diapers out of garbages. Like uh, I remember when I was going to school um, up in Ashland, we lived kind of in the middle of town. And uh, there was bears that would always come through town. And literally one day I woke up to go duck hunting. And it was pretty early. And I looked down the alley and there's a guy I know at the end of the alley picking up his garbage and turns out we talked to him a little while later and he's like yeah i thought you guys were uh doing a prank on me until i realized that my kids diapers were open (laughs) it was a bear going through and just pounding the baby diapers going after the baby shit as weird as that sounds it's, it's, it's no different than your dog eating rabbit shirts i guess yeah I mean, I've heard it from multiple people um, that they've seen bears and dumpsters eating, literally eating diapers. Like, well, not eating the diaper, but the baby shit out of diapers. As weird as that's going to So maybe someone was was trying to party that way. I don't know. Well, Zeb, we do have a little bit of conclusion to the story that 
I did not finish up with the story. So this gives you a little bit more insight. So this year, it was this fall, bud, you sent me. But in, that was uh, Langley. That was Langley County. So in Langlade, there was a spree of diapers, just like this pile placed in various parts of the county. And the sheriff's department and the DNR ended up investigating it, I believe. And I'm not sure if they ever came to a conclusion to this diaper dumper mystery. Uh, I I never heard anything. So... We haven't, they haven't found who the dump, the diaper dumpers were yet, but this seems to be a trend in Northeastern Wisconsin of diaper dumping. So (laughs) reported by the news too. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm going to, I'm going to Google that as soon as we get down here. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. (laughs) Man. Like, I think the, the craziest, I don't know, not craziest, but the creepiest thing I've ever walked up on is uh the like a headstone you guys ever walked up on a headstone in the middle of the woods yeah yeah that that's my creepiest thing like you want to talk about like getting the ebgbs like yeah you walk up on like just a random headstone and it's like i don't care if it's somebody's pet somebody's civil war retired uncle don't care it's creepy that's fucking creepy. That's really creepy. Yeah, yeah me, me and Andy actually this year, uh, we were down pheasant hunting down by Manitowoc. And, a, and I re- well, as soon as I saw it, I knew it. But it was a memorial for a guy. Yeah. And he went, out, he went out into a marsh and he was a duck hunter, waterfall. Went out in bad weather. I don't know if he was in a kayak, canoe, or whatever, but he never came back. And as far as I know, they've never recovered his body yet. But we ended up, like, we were hunting public land, and, like, we show up, and, like, there's, like, the big wreath and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, and it's just, like, as we, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, and it's like, pretty soon it just bam hit me. I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, this is like the spot. This is like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like we we're we we're literally like just just off the off the the Manitowoc. It's not the Manitowoc. Maybe it's the Manitowoc Marsh or something like that. And I'm like, oh man, this is where I I it just hit me. I'm like. I remember this now. I'm like a couple of years ago, like the dude went out. It was like right around Halloween, and he went out, and a storm blew in, and he never came back. And it was a younger dude. He was he was in his mid twenties. Wow. And we we just came in on it, and it's like it was a straight up, like a wreath and flowers still sitting there for him, just as remembrance. That's intense. That's an intense fucking find. Yeah, like you're you're, you're sitting there pheasant hunting, and you just come up, and it's like, wait, well, now I'm at a funeral. I'm not dressed for it. I'm not dressed for it. 
you probably respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you though. I'm like, yeah, we like we we said we we paid respect to him. And I'm like, like I feel like I'm underdressed, but this dude here, I'm like, yeah, he's probably fine with it because like we're the we're the memorials. Like you find a memorial, I feel like them guys like they would understand because I'm like, yeah, we're out here doing the same thing you loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of them in Richland County. Freaking gives you the heebie-jeebies. Um, I, I I wish Rob was on to tell the story. I think you guys might have heard it earlier in one of the earlier podcasts, how a guy out in Delaware or New Jersey ended up going out, kind of doing the, the marsh hunt type thing, and ended up taking his boat out and the tide ended up coming in and the the tide came up high enough to where the guy didn't have any anywhere to freaking go to land and the tide ended up drowning him in a marsh like just crazy crazy stuff so be careful in those marshes (laughs) and when Bud was telling that story, it reminded me of like two things, and now I just completely blanked it. Blame <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, he threw a story in. Yeah. I'll let you think, Zeb. Um, I guess one of the creepier moments that I have, it wasn't necessarily out the woods, but um, I got some uh, public land slash city land behind my apartment. And... Like, there's some, like, stray cats and shit that that are around town here, and I'm out there messing around with the garbage or something like that one night, and I hear this, like, bobcat, like, shriek, and it was the first time I ever heard that. That freaking freaked me out. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Dude, that made my hair stand up. That was creepy. A weird, creepy, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but that freaked me out. And I was right next to my house. So it sounds like a like a woman screaming. Like a Yeah. A, a, like shrieking. Yeah. The for, two years ago we got a cabin in uh Manaqua and we were sitting there and it's in the woods, you know, and there's a couple there's you know cabins around it but it's not like in the city or anything and it's pretty far back in the woods and middle of the night like my dog is just kind of like growling and i was like what and we wake up and we can hear it echoing outside and it is just that bobcat just screeching one of my buddies was up with us and he runs hounds quite a bit so he knew exactly what it was right away but then i was like you've got to be kidding me like that was straight out of a fucking horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it's. Have you ever heard a bobcat do that before, bud? No, dude, it's well, creepy. I think like the weird sounds like if I hear, I've heard in the woods is like a screech owl. And, like one time, like easiest way to describe is like in the woods, like. Like a uh, cow elk mewing. I heard that in Wisconsin. 
where there's no elk. And I still don't know what the hell that sound was, but those are the weirdest sounds I've heard in the woods. Okay. It, that reminded me of what I was going to say. So the first year we ever went out um, elk hunting, I shot a cow elk. And after that, we went into town and we were uh, sitting around. I say town. It was like this little gas station with some houses around it. Excuse me. A gas station, two houses, and a bar, which doubled as the the cathedral. Yep. So we were sitting there, and uh, it was straight out of like a scene from like Longmire on Netflix or like any other Western like police scene you've seen in your life. There's this long cowboy hat sheriff with a badge playing dress clothes with his badge on talking to this um woman in a booth and then we're like okay whatever we go in there we hang the meat up and we're sitting around and we ordered some pizzas from you know this little mom pop shop it's got a little pizza oven a little their own little deli you know that you can basically tell it's one of those shops they just basically survive off the the hunters every fall yeah and all of a sudden like we're sitting outside having we didn't have any beer yet we were having whatever just sitting around at the tailgate waiting for the pizzas to get done and she comes up to us with some flyers and no bullshit we're like oh hey you know and she goes well she hands us this flyer and it's of her grandson that's been missing for like three or four years no bullshit so and then she gives us the whole story. Um, it turns out it was her daughter that was talking to the sheriff in the in the restaurant we were at, or the gas station we were at. And uh, they've been investigating him for like a couple years by now. And they were basically met up to give her back a bunch of the stuff that they had confiscated as like evidence to check things out or whatever it was. But long story short the cops said that none of their stories ever broke down and the kid disappeared at one of the campgrounds around there just a little kid that i like maybe two years old wandered away for like a split second and was never seen again and they don't know if it was a cougar if it was a human or what that just picked up the kid but literally they were at like the campground and next thing you know, the kid was gone. Just boom, disappeared. Wow. Yeah. And so every year they come back to that spot and they pass out the flyers and ask hunters to keep informed, looking for basically like the flyer said, like, hey, if you see any like infant jackets or signs or anything. And it's like me and my buddies are probably like 24, 25. First time we've ever been out west hunting in the mountains by ourselves, you know, backpack style, you name it. Yeah. And we get into town and we're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, but, I, I, I got to be worried about a cougar freaking grabbing me. Yeah. So, I mean, the cop even told him, like, because it was like a family get together at a campground. They're like, none of your yeah. guys' stories ever broke down. And the dogs that they got on the trail, like, you know, within a reasonable time frame, went like ten yards from where they last seen the kid and just vanished, just gone. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, every year we go back there and there's still the same flyers, like never going to know what happened to that kid. And he was two years old. Wow. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. That's, that's crazy, man. That's intimidating. Yeah. So there's more to that, not that story, but, uh, same spot where we were elk hunting out there. Um, the, next year i couldn't go so we took my buddies or they took my buddy's dad out there who's i don't know probably like 60 years old now he's probably like mid upper 50s at the time and uh they packed in a a tent where they could sleep three in the tent about three miles back in the woods or in the mountains whatever and uh he didn't tell his son and my brother until on the way home but in the middle of the night, one of the night, one of those nights, and this is one of those guys, man, that he would literally never lie. Like he's just, I could never, he's not a bullshitter. You know, he's just a quiet, like, I'm not bullshitting you type. You'd have to meet him, but we've all met those kind yeah. of guys. And, uh, he said in the middle of the night, he woke up and he felt two hands in his back. Fuck. Through the tent. <laughs> Like no through the tent, like it wasn't like he got up to take a piss. It was like just no. in the middle of the night. Something was pushing on him through the tent, and he said, "I'll never forget hearing this story for the first time when they got back." Because, yeah, they met at my house to drop my brother off when those two went back, and uh, he's like, "Yeah," and he said he's never. He thought he was going to pass out because he quit breathing. He just tried to stay super, super still. And it, it pitched on him twice. And then it was gone. And he never heard it leave and never heard it like come. He doesn't know what it was. But he said it was literally like two hands pushing on his back through the tent. And he never told my brother or my buddy until on the way home. And that was probably like halfway through the trip. Uh, it's either a spirit or a grizzly bear, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it sounds like a stupid story, but if you knew the guy, like, he's just not a bullshitter like that. Yeah. And like now, like, it's been what, five, four years, five years, however long it's been. We still bring that up just because we're absolutely like just blown away by it. And he's like, He's it still makes him shiver. Like you can literally watch, you know, my buddy's dad, a grown ass man, a guy I've looked up (laughs) shiver. And it's like, Oh man, I wonder what that was. Like, yeah, it's the next year we went out there and he hung apples in between our two tents. So we all survived. (laughs) He he wasn't that scared, I guess, but if I were him, I would have hung the apples closer to your tent. (laughs) <laughs> well so it was me and two of his sons and one son was in my tent and he had the other one and his other one had the nine mil and i had my 40 and i was like all right we hear wow. i guess yeah you're just, you're going for a battle at that point <laughs> you know i was like dude if there's anything in between just keep a, anything above two feet on the ground is gonna die just make sure you stay low and i'm just gonna start shooting <laughs> shoot oh. shoot the ground or shoot the sky yeah. 
<laughs> but I upgraded the firepower now. I got a 44 that I always carry, so now they're really fucked. Oh God. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even want to go in the woods now. <laughs> in the dark. Like, don't Eric, don't worry. We only have black bears. Just give give them some berries. Yeah, right. Dude, I've been running around by black bears. Like, I had to shoot at the ground to scare one away from me in Pennsylvania. Well, that's that's the East Coast black bears. They're well, Democrats. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones driving up our gas prices. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to fill my gas tank up now. Now it's over five dollars a gallon. <laughs> All right, let's stand topic, fucker. <laughs> More editing. Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, weird I'm, I'm weird, gonna try and weird. try and get us away from the weird shit here, like that well, that type of weird shit. I, weird well, shit. I thought that that that's what you wanted. No, I, weird stuff. Creepy, I, I'm done with the creepy weird stuff, unless yeah. you guys have any more. I guess uh, one of the weirder finds that I found was like just this old school tree stand. I, w- I don't even want to call it a tree stand. So it was a tree that uh, back in the day, I don't know who built this, but they used literally literal sticks from the ground to build this this stand. Like it was in Minnesota. It was in Minnesota on a big piece of public out there, and they literally used, um, like, one to two inch diameter like sticks that were about three four feet long to build the stand, um, and they they nailed they nailed these sticks so they could climb up the tree, then they nailed sticks on the base, then they laid sticks across the top, and. Uh, he used it as like a tree stand back in the day. This is one of the most raw like things I've ever seen. Literally sticks just to get up a tree. Like Eric. Sound sounds solid. Eric, um, I have your answer and it's hundred percent truthful, but it's not podcast appropriate for that. <laughs> After Welcome podcast. to the party. You Welcome can- to the party. Can, they're making me do a lot of goddamn ed- editing tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll say exactly what it is if you edit it out. <laughs> Let's save it after the podcast. Okay, but um, I know what you're saying, and there's a lot of them around certain areas with uh, certain cultural demographics and backgrounds that build those. Like it, it's a thing. Especially around like certain big towns, like yeah, there's people that use it pretty heavily yet. Gotcha, gotcha. I've never seen it before, so cool. Right on. Who's who's got the weird next? Man, I'm still creeped out about elk hunting because we're going pretty close <laughs> coming year. <laughs> well. I can speak to some more weird stuff, like some more weird fishing catches that we've had. Um, me and Bud were out fishing last year on the Fox River up in Green Bay. And uh, we were fishing kind of by Ray Nitschke Bridge, I believe. Was that the bridge that we were fishing, Bud? 
something down. Yeah, something down there. In downtown uh, bridge. Yeah, some downtown bridge. And I'm casting a jig out, me and Butter, you know, jigging, and all of a sudden I set the hook on something. I'm like, what the heck is this? Because it, it, I started reeling in, and it was, it, it, it kind of felt like a fish, but it wasn't a fish. And eventually got it up, and I ended up catching someone's wallet. Um, it, it, I think it was a, a, a female's wallet because it was like pink in color. Uh, there was no money in it or anything, but uh, I don't think there was yeah. a driver, driver's license in there or anything like that. I no, think there it, was. There was, was a driver's there? license. Oh, there was. There was. It was like a middle-aged chick, I think, right? Nah, old age chick. Yeah. She got, pick, like she got pickpocketed at the bar downtown. Yep. Somebody threw she it got, over. So that was that was one of the weird like fishing catches that I've ever had. But you've had a lot of weird catches. Oh, you had Andy's catch. You caught a stick and caught a fish. Yep. See, I've caught a fishing rod and a fish before where, you know, you snag the line and you reel in the rod and the rod's got a fish on it. I've done that. No, I've caught a fishing rod. My buddy's caught a stick that had fishing rod attached to the stick that had a fish on it. Um, I got to ask Zach something here. Hey, Zach. I'm gonna wait till he gets done pissing. Oh, Zeb two, Zeb two point Yeah, hey Zeb two point How fucked up was it when Larry told you about that uh, thing pushing on him in the middle of the night in the tent? We were talking about scary and weird shit that's happened before in the woods. After 25 minute mark, I, I got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's that's pretty much all I have for weird stuff. Man, as far as weird shit, it just depends. Like, I've seen just people do weird shit, you know, like yeah. watching boat landings and stuff. It just. Oh, yeah. Don't even give me a start on fucking boat landing. Oh, I got I got a story. I got a story for that. Yo. This was the weirdest thing I've ever seen before. Me and Lisa go over to Oconomowoc Lake um, towards Milwaukee. And me and Lisa are bluegill fishing. And there's another couple right next to us bluegill fishing. We're on a pretty good bluegill bite. 
And uh, this Oconomowoc Lake, holy crap, gets just pounded with recreational bullets. And uh, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. This guy, un unlike provoked or anything like that, a guy was launching his boat, and another guy in a pontoon boat, I don't know if, if he was drinking or what the deal was, decides to gun his pontoon boat full bore into the boat launch. Like, and he hit the freaking launch. It put a big dent in his boat. He's lucky he didn't hit that other boat that was trying to launch at the time because they, they were doing nothing wrong. And it was one of the weirdest things. He gunned it like full speed, hit the side of the, the dock or pier, and just drove off. And everybody just stared at this dude like, what was that? He just like drove off with like no explanation. Like he wasn't yelling or anything. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Just odd. People are just dumb, man. Yeah. I mean, we've seen pl plenty of trailers, bud, uh, on the Fox River that don't drain their trailers or anything, and it becomes ice rink, and it gets interesting to watch people trying to get their their boats out well, of the water. They start pulling their truck out, and they start backing up as they're trying to pull forward. Those are always fun days. Yeah. Oh, they don't let their boat drain before they pull it out? Oh, no. Well, yeah, and then it just turns into an ice rink as you're trying to pull out the ramp. Yep. Then the, then the next guy, and then the next guy, and then the next guy, and pretty soon. And then you got the guy that he power loads his boat onto his monk trailer. He doesn't clip on. He has his guy pull out. His guy pulls out, but his boat stays there. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty soon, yeah, the guy's up there with this truck and trailer and the boat sitting on the ramp, but above the water. Oh, yeah. I've Gotta love it. those guys. Yeah, I've seen it before where this old guy in his van, I don't think he was very good at backing up stuff like me. His van had all sorts of dents in it. And he's backing up to this launch, and he's banging fucking everything. He just didn't give a shit. And, like, he ended up just, like, backing up, banging into the pole of the pier the, in the dock or whatever. Like, screw it. He just freaking sent her and just beat the hell out of his van. His freaking trailer's all cockeyed. His freaking um, grandson's, like, staring at him like, what the hell, Grandpa? Freaking just weird. Just weird behaviors at launches. Yeah, and it, you could tell that that was his normal thing because his van was just a pile of crap dented. Like, he just... <laughs> that was his thing. See, I think people get nervous at boat landings. Like, you know, you get a million different people and it's like, oh, I don't know how to back on my boat and I got to act like a tough guy. It's like... I mean, it's not a big deal if you don't know how to do it. Like, ask somebody for help. Like, that everyone, nobody 
became a pro at backing up a trailer in a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I watched one guy when I was uh when I was living in Pennsylvania, we were working in Ohio and there was this big like fancy boat that came to the port we were at. And one of the uh yeah, the mooring cleat like uh there was a big rope basically hanging off the cleat of the side of the gunnel. And uh it was like a big charter boat like you'd see on Lake Michigan. And they were backing up because, of course, they were going on Lake Erie. And uh, the rope fell off the side of the boat and got tangled in the axle. Okay. And it was getting wrapped up as the boat was back. And you just heard a pop. And it pulled um, that cleat because I thought the ropes, ropes, but it was actually the cleat. So, I mean, it must have been a super chintzy, like, screw or bolt that was in the side of the that pulled it off or maybe it was the angle and they were using that strong a rope but yeah. it, it sounded like a 12 gauge going off i was like "Ooh, somebody's gonna be pissed wow yeah they had the rope hanging out and it just gone see ya snap boom yep done wow that, that's <laughs> God. yep bolt launches are always fun bolt launches are always fun Especially early spring. Yeah. Early spring in Green Bay. We get that duck hunting on the Mississippi. Like, guys, you know, because I'm assuming you guys are talking like when you pull your boat out right before you do it, you let all the water drain and then you pull your boat out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get that. And I know there's some landings on the Mississippi that'll have like, a pile of sand next to them just for that because they know people are idiots and you know like Genoa is a big one where you, they can actually like shovel some sand because they know people are going to be dumbasses there yeah yeah I wish they had some, like salt or sand at the launches up in Green Bay too feel a lot freaking smart. we have salt but that's not smart for the environmental yeah yeah that's true that's true well, you almost got to keep your own you know 10 gallon you know two five gallon pails of sand in the back of your truck for for that because i mean it's it's not fun when you're trying to get up that shit and it's like what are you gonna do talk to a random stranger to have them hook up a toll strap to the front of your truck so you can pull your rig out like yeah because then people get pissy well i know like a couple times I've been coming off the river duck hunting and it's like fucking eight degrees, you know, it's dropping below zero. Cause you know, you're stupid and you stay out that long. Yeah. It's like when the sun goes over them bluffs and then everyone's at the landing and you got 18 different bolt headlights looking at you. And it's like, well, I yep. can't fucking think. Cause some guy came out at noon and parked his nice guide rig here and just talked to everybody while his boat fucking drained. Cause he's got a big double axle trailer and he's a dick. <laughs> Not that I yeah. have any qualms with it, but I do. Yeah. No, no. That's we even put out a PSA last year for the wall I run was drain your freaking trailers. Mm. So yeah. But uh I don't know. That's all I got for weird stuff. You guys have any more weird? I uh 
I think me and my buddies in college one time came across like on a dead end road. We were driving around and uh, we, I think we were looking for grouse something spots. Honestly, we were driving around and we got out and it was like a dead end, but it kind of like went off into a bunch of public, like, you know, national forest type shit up North. Yeah. But we started looking around and there was like pumpkins and like, corn piles stashed underneath trees but they were covered up by like bow like pine boughs and stuff and huh. the only thing we could think of was somebody was trying to poach deer down there yeah because you know a dead end road they'd pull in and then they've got their i don't know i think it was like three to four different like you know, underneath this tree, underneath this tree, and underneath this tree, because it was it was you know right around mid October, Halloween time. But it was just fucking weird, man. Because like you get out and you can literally see like okay, there's something that pine ball shouldn't be there, and you go there, and there was like a pile of corn underneath it. It's like yes, yeah, yep. That actually strikes a a memory up. Uh, gun season, what was it, two years ago, bud, we were up north hunting, and uh, we did, like, a big six-mile loop of a property, and we come across, like, these tree stands, and there was a set of three of them. Do you remember that, bud? Or on the, the ridge system? Uh, no, below the ridge system, it was in that, like, little cedar, like, lowland type area where it was, like, a family that had tree stands. Oh, 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 like, where they had, like, 45 foot of stick up to uh, three hang-ons? Yeah. Dude, Zeb, these, this was insane. Like, these stands were the highest I've ever seen tree stands in a tree, like a hang-on stand. These fuckers were like up, yeah, like Bud said, like 40 to 50 feet up in the air. And like you could tell that the family just left them up there every freaking year and they would go back every year. And they uh, had a shopping cart up there yes. to hold their blankets. Yes. No shit. Yeah. They had like umbrellas, they had the whole works up there. It was one of the most insane freaking tree stand setups i've ever seen like and you could tell it was just a family that probably went there every every year to gun hunt because like in this little cedar bottom you could see like 400 yards in each direction is it's it was it was a cool bottom it was it was weird but uh yeah yeah freaking shopping cart up there and everything i remember that now wow yeah, but I couldn't imagine hanging those tree stands because the diameter of the tree was absolutely huge. There's no way you could do a lineman's rope type deal up there. I don't know. Crazy fuckers. Yeah, I see some stuff like that. Well, not like that. I mean, but I've seen some like walking through the woods and you look up and it's like, who in the fuck would hunt that high? Like, mm -hmm. you can have shopping carts and blankets and umbrellas up that high. Because no deer is worried about a fucking raven or an eagle carrying it away unless it's a fawn. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking weird. That was weird. That was weird. I actually got a video of it. 
somewhere. So yeah, I'd be yeah. curious to see that actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. So yeah. I yeah. guess I, I guess we could get into a would you rather if you guys want to do that. I don't have a question prepared for tonight. Oh boy. We just got a fucking winger. Yeah, this is a winger. Let's hear it, bud. Oh boy. Am I winging it? Yep. Yeah, you're winging it. I always like to keep it on topic. <laughs> this is a weird topic to have a would you rather. Yeah. Finding random stuff in the woods. So I'm going to say, uh, would you rather find the dead body that would solve a unsolved <laughs> crime <laughs> that's recent or an unsolved, unsolved crime from like 1960? Jesus Christ, this got dark. I don't know. I mean, come on. No, it's, I, we're, we're, we're fucking rolling with it. Um, Personally, man, man, it, it depends on the scenario. Because I'm like thinking of like a kid they've been searching for on the Wisconsin River down here for like a year and a half now. And his family just wants some closure. I would yeah. honestly rather find the more recent thing. I, I would hate to see what it looks like, but um, rather find the recent thing so that family would have some closure to that situation. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it, and I know that kind of hits close to home with like some of the stuff you got to deal with at work, too, I would imagine, Eric. Yeah, yeah, he was like a young 15, 16-year-old kid and ended up tipping over his canoe on the Wisconsin River, and the Wisconsin River... A lot of people don't respect the Wisconsin River as much as what it should be respected. And we've had so many freaking young kids die on that river. We've had seven, eight-year-old kids just, they take one step too far in that current. And it they don't understand. It's literally a straight drop-off. Yep. Yeah. Like, so I think, yeah, just providing a family closure would be. So I, I, I would go with the, the recent death to find yeah yeah i grew up i grew up on the banks of wisconsin it ran right through my hometown so i know exactly what you're talking about um you know for me it's all about context like i think it'd be pretty cool to find you know so i look at it from like a personal benefit if i found a body from like the 60s it'd literally be like Oh, I found some bones and the DNA evidence said it was what the hell is that one gangster dude that nobody knows? Um Dillinger? No, um Al Capone? Jimmy something. Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah. It'd be like, oh, I found Jimmy Hoffa's femur in the river and now I'm like <laughs> Nah, dude. Dude, he's in the Chicago River. Come on. Well, I thought he was at one of the stadiums, but uh you know, there's that rumor he was buried in the concrete in one of the states. I don't know, but um, for me personally, yeah, he, like, he's in the new he's in the new atrium at Lambeau. Yep, exactly. 
but uh i think it'd be cool to find uh find something older like that like oh man i got uh db cooper steamer from his plane crash in my i don't know crayfish trap the other day when i was pulling (laughs) oh this this topic this brought up some good conversation (laughs) i mean how badass would that be like that would be crazy man yeah i got the first bigfoot's uh bone dick in my in my uh, crab trap here and i'm gonna pull it up and be famous that's that's sweet that's that's some good good stuff that's good conversation right there yeah it'd be kind of crazy to like find al capone or just any like just any of that like old gangster stuff because like a lot of people don't realize you know that didn't al capone have a like a hideout in hudson wisconsin i know we had one in lake geneva just uh i use up in Monaco and all that yeah uh you know public enemies you know that movie that johnny depp came out like that was actually like super super realistic and like Manitwish waters. Yeah. Oh. And then like south of where I grew up, uh like Big Flats, Adams Friendship area, like dude, when my dad was a kid, they would always find bodies out there from the gangsters that would come up and just drop bodies out there because there was nothing around. And I don't think people realize like how not are removed we are from that like time era like yeah you know it's it's interesting to think about it now because we're so advanced technology wise but you watch movies from like 20s 30s whatever 40s whatever it is like we're literally living at least like you know the center part of the state where i grew up like where they would come up and fucking off people (laughs) yeah yeah that's true That's crazy. Yeah, off them, but they just dump them up here. Yep. What would you do, bud? Uh, I, I'm torn. I am torn between you guys. Because if I put myself in position, like, I would want the closure if something would happen to one of my kids. But, but man, it would be cool to, like, just, yeah find some sort of clue to like some mystery from the 60s it'd be kind of cool so i i i'm kind of sitting right in the middle but being a family man i would say that i would help to uh give closure to a updated case all right I don't think you could go wrong with either response. I, I think both of those are, are pretty pretty good arguments. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys thought it was somewhat entertaining. I know we got a little weird at some points of that podcast, but that's what this week's episode was all about. If you guys want to go ahead and check the Red Bearded YouTube channel, Red Bearded Predator YouTube channel, and uh, the Buck Psych YouTube channel, we appreciate your support. And we'll see you guys next week.